Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're looking at changes that have taken place in local real estate markets. Hot market conditions across North America have been well documented over the past year, but we're seeing signs in Canada the market may be cooling off. One possible explanation is a federal mortgage housing insurer has taken steps to cool off the market. This is in the form of a qualifying stress test. The purpose of the stress test is to make it more difficult for borrowers to qualify for financing. This has the effect of lowering the maximum loan amount a borrower might qualify for. Canada has been using the mortgage stress test on high-ratio mortgages since 2018, but as of June 1st this year, the stress test is now being applied to all mortgages. Let's say, for example, the actual interest rate on your loan might be 1.8%. That's the rate the bank would actually write the loan at. The stress test would measure whether you could afford the loan if the interest rate was higher at 5.25%. The purpose of the stress test is to ensure that if interest rates do rise in the future, you'd still be able to afford the property without risk going into default. It's a way of cooling off the market without having the loan cost you more money. The other tool central banks have at their disposal is to actually raise interest rates. That has the effect of cooling off a market as well, but it also ends up costing everybody more money. And the largest borrower of all is the government itself. They can ill afford an increase in interest rates. Now, there's plenty of fatigue in the market. That could be another contributing factor. Of course, there's COVID fatigue. There's multiple offer fatigue. So many buyers have experienced placing offer after offer after offer only to have their offers declined. And now the stress test is lowering the maximum loan amount and therefore the offer price that's possible for a new buyer to make on a property. Let's look at a simple example. Let's say the buyer is bringing $250,000 in cash, that's the equity, to the purchase of a new home. At 25% down payment, this is clearly a conventional mortgage. And let's say you can afford a monthly payment of $3,100 a month. That means that the actual mortgage rate with your bank you would qualify for is a $750,000 loan, and you could buy a property valued at a million. But under the stress test rules, with a higher interest rate, you would only qualify for a loan of $520,000, not $750,000. Therefore, the maximum you could buy a property for is $770,000. That is the effect of lowering your maximum purchase price by $230,000. It's as if the government put a hard cap on the purchase price of a home. Now, I personally favor the stress test compared with actually raising interest rates. I think it does a lot less damage to the economy than raising interest rates. But this experiment in housing economics is playing out in front of us in a matter of weeks. We've seen a significant cooling of real estate activity in a matter of a few days. I predict a drop in the average purchase price in Canadian markets, driven by the stress test. Now, if you're outside Canada, you might be wondering, what does this have to do with you? You're wondering whether you need to pay attention. Well, let's go back to 2008. Interest rates didn't really skyrocket in the wake of the financial crisis, but there was a lack of liquidity in the lending market. It became so difficult to get a loan back in the post-2008 era, the majority of buyers were cash buyers for a period of time. When the majority of buyers are cash buyers and you've got a lot of sellers, obviously what happens is the prices fall. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, back in even 2013, it took us three attempts in case of one project to refinance out of a construction loan before we were finally able to get permanent financing. See, the value of real estate is very tightly tied to the ability to borrow. The ability to borrow is driven by interest rates and by the availability of credit. If interest rates in the U.S. were to rise to more historic levels, levels that we haven't seen in more than a decade, you could expect downward pressure on affordability and downward pressure on prices. 
real estate prices have risen so much faster than household income. Even if we're in an inflationary environment, real estate prices this year have risen an average of 14%. And I think it's fair to say that household incomes across the nation have not increased by that amount. So if prices have increased by 14%, how can people afford to spend so much more on a house? Well, their equities increased, and so they might be able to come with a new down payment that's much larger to purchase a higher value property, but it doesn't mean their affordability in terms of their loan payment on a monthly basis has increased. So the real question is whether they can afford the larger loan payment. And can they afford the larger loan payment when interest rates increase? Higher interest rates will put downward pressure on affordability, just like the enhanced stress test has poured ice water on the Canadian real estate market. Federal Reserve, in their most recent guidance, has said that rates are forecast to rise in 2022, earlier than the prior forecast of 2023. We've been conditioned to think of markets that only go up in price. The memory of 2008 has faded. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.